get ready to learn business strategies and insights from America's top entrepreneurs, creators, and thought leaders here at the Success, Motivation, and Inspiration Podcast. You are listening to M. Curtis McCoy, best-selling author, CEO of Best Cellular, and your host for Success, Motivation, and Inspiration. Dr. Jesse R. Bollinger was born with hydrocephalus resulting in legal blindness. The prognosis was essentially that he would never walk, talk, or be educated. Instead, Dr. Bollinger's parents did everything to ensure that he could do anything he wanted. Jesse went on to earn a BA, MS, and PhD. His new book, titled Calling All Volunteers, New Ideas for Recruiting and Managing, has just been released, and another book is on the way. Dr. Bollinger enjoys finding a problem and solving it using his disability as a tool to change lives. Hey, good morning. I'm so glad to have you on the show, Dr. Bollinger. Good morning. Um, I'd like to ask you a few questions here. I know you've been extremely successful with, I mean, you became a doctor after being legally diagnosed as blind, right? Or diagnosed as legally blind? Right. So I was diagnosed uh, with legal blindness at a real early age, you know, probably probably 15, 16 months old um, as a result of congenital hydrocephalus, which was actually diagnosed at birth. I bet that made it difficult going through, going through med school, huh? Well, it was, it was interesting. Uh, and I, and I never actually did med school. It was actually a running joke uh, with my physician years ago that I should do med school so I could be doctor, doctor. Uh, no, it's, it's a PhD. It's a, it's a doctor of philosophy. Oh, I got you. Okay. That's awesome. Um, so what is your personal definition of success? You know, I define success as as doing doing things that make you happy and let you help others in the way that you want to help people, like the way that you want to change the world. And and sometimes that's a little it's a, it can be uncomfortable and it can be it can be a little off the off the, I'll use the term off the grid. Maybe that's not really quite what I mean, but off, off of the beaten path and, uh, you know, just whatever makes you, makes you tick, whatever feels right. That's awesome. Uh, can you share what steps? I know you said you read a lot. Can you share what steps you take daily to improve? Yeah. So I get up, uh, as I, as I say in, uh, as I say in a book called Habits and Attitudes by Lance Kazaza, uh, 52 highly successful individuals, uh, and I was, fortunate enough to be part of that group. As I say in, in my portion of that book, getting up early, learning something new every day, and and tackling projects in a certain order. Uh, I know one of the things that our culture seems to do uh, when you go to work or when you get up in the morning, one of the first things you do is you, uh, you either grab your phone or when you get to work, you get on your email. And that's one of the last things I try to do. Uh, you know, sometimes you can't quite pull it off, but but like to uh, like to stay away from those things because then you can do more important things quicker. You know, the grab of the phone in the morning for me is usually double checking the schedule, reading some news, uh, that kind of thing, and then uh, I tend to tackle email in in segments. You know, I might do a morning run and an afternoon run uh, just to. Because otherwise you find yourself buried and you kind of wind up on that hamster wheel, you know, where stuff's coming in and stuff's going out uh, constantly. So that's kind of how I handle the day. Okay. I've definitely been there before. <laughs> yeah. Or what advice would you give to someone making an important decision? Use your resources. You know, think through, think through what you want 
think through what the what the decision is and figure out what resources you might have. And one of the things that I like to do when I'm making an important decision is I like to talk to somebody that, quite honestly, I know is more than likely going to disagree with me because having that pushback, uh, one, it can make you question things a little differently, but it can also give you some perspective that you may not otherwise have. And, and so that's usually where I start after I've thought through things. Uh, now, one of the things I, one of the things that I also do hundred uh, percent of the time is uh, I always run things up by my wife because, well, uh, if you've got a significant other, that's just a good thing to do because uh, they can offer interesting perspectives. And and like I tell people, one of the things that's really unique uh, about my wife is we're, we're, we're very different people. And so the way she looks at things uh, isn't always counter to what I'm trying to do or what I'm thinking about or what I've been asked to do, but that can kind of offer some unique insights. So, uh, so one is somebody that's, going to be counter to it and second is you know talking with her and kind of getting those perspectives and doing my research i love that advice of of seeking the opinion of somebody that would potentially disagree with you a lot of folks ask for advice from people who are only going to give you the advice that that you want to hear and that doesn't do much good so i, I love that idea of of looking for advice from someone who may not have the same view as you it's once again it's a cultural thing right it's our culture tends to, we tend to gravitate gravitate towards what we want. Like, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but what I'm saying is we go after what we want to hear or what we want to see, and it honestly causes it causes communication problems. It causes not fully considering things, and it causes, in a lot of ways, closed-mindedness. Okay. Can you tell me about a specific moment that set you on the path to where you are now? There were a lot. You know, I, I've been thinking about this question a lot. You know, there were several. You know, honestly, my birth probably did, really. And, and I know that's strange. I mean, because obviously without birth, none of us would be here. But but kind of that moment where where my folks got told, look, he's not going to be educated, not going to be able to speak, walk, talk, whatever it may be, those basic developmental things. Remember, this is 1983, right? Medicine hadn't quite done what it's done now, uh, at least in the terms of hydrocephalus, uh, my underlying condition. But but growing up in the world of this shouldn't be possible, we're going to make it possible. Uh, that that was a biggie, you know. The and and the, and a close second or maybe a tie uh, would probably be uh, 1989, starting starting school, starting kindergarten, uh, and having. Uh, and, and as I say, as I say in my new book, the calling all volunteers, uh, Jim Tussie, that was our principal, you know, uh, and, and Jim and I just talked about this here a couple weeks ago, you know, his support and him not knowing how things were going to go and, and not knowing what he really should do and, and actually learning from me. Those were, those were huge moments. That's awesome. And we were, uh, we were talking earlier, both of us have gone through cancer. You had, uh, yeah. You you were in the process of writing your you're in the process of going through cancer as you were publishing your last book, correct? Right. Yeah. So we were in we were in final edits. Um, to to be honest, Curtis, I don't even know if I remember what parts of the final edits we were even in. That's how. I mean, that's how. I guess kind of out of it I was. Right. I mean, I'm sitting there trying to because I told my wife I'm like you know I'm going to go to chemo and I'm going to try to work every day. 
and one that didn't happen. Um, there were a lot of days that I was lucky there, especially later, there were days I was lucky to get through the door before I fell asleep. Um, but we know we did final graphics, uh, some final test reads, some of that stuff, uh, during treatment. And then, uh, probably see the book came out in June. So yeah, about a month after finishing round four, uh, when the book came out. Well, that's a, uh, yeah. That's a that's a pretty good testament that you were a absolute workhorse, huh? Yeah, yeah. Well, and the, and the really amazing part to me was not not only did that happen, but we also had so I had this awesome I had this awesome team during treatment. Uh, as you know, going through what you went through, uh, the people that surround you make a huge difference. Sometimes that's more powerful than the medicine. And so I was at a small county hospital, and my family was with me every day for treatment and we actually were, we were actually doing book ideas during treatment, like for other books. Like we've got two or three other books that are draft, like are in outline form. And that all happened. That all happened during treatment. Wow. That's awesome. That, yeah, uh, that was cool. Having, having supported people, whether it's family or friends or relatives or whatever, that's, that's definitely a, a huge part of getting through successfully. I had, uh, yeah. when I was diagnosed with the malignant glioblastoma brain tumor, I had lost the ability to drive, lost the ability to speak for a little while, um, just with the almost stroke-like sy- symptoms. Um, so I moved up, you know, living in the middle of nowhere, Crawford, Colorado, like 30 miles from the nearest stoplight, and uh, uh-huh. was given just a couple months to live. And my mom talked me into opening another, open my first retail location, uh, cell phone store and now that's a nationwide company and but uh that's you know as i was just wanted to lay around and <laughs> not really do much my mom was uh right. saying hey it's you know you're you're not gonna die let's let's uh start this project and so that's that's definitely a huge thing to have family that believes in you and help help uh keep pushing you along when you're struggling huh yeah no it does it does and i mean it, we were living in a real small town uh, when this was all going on. So we had a lot of community support too. And one of the guys uh, that's been a huge supporter of me, a good, real good friend of mine, his daughter actually passed away from brain cancer. And so having his input, I mean, there were a couple of times that I called him and I said, okay, look, this is what's going on. What do I do? And and uh, I won't get into a couple, what a couple of those were, but, but it was, and, and he himself had had cancer too. Uh, as a kid. And so, you know, I know at one point I called him and it was whatever it was, it was real significant. And I said, what, what do I do? And he said, you're going to do this is what you're going to do. And I followed his advice and it was, and it was the right thing. It was the right thing. And, uh, you know, for anybody going through, I don't care if it's cancer, I don't care if it's whatever kind of illness, you know, that team is, is real important. And sometimes you don't know who those team members are going to be till they show up. And, I walked away from that experience with new friends. I walked away from it. I mean, even in round four, when they, when they had to hospitalize me for almost two weeks because of the treatment, we had to go to another, a different hospital. Uh, we had to go to Des Moines. Um, uh, and, and we had maybe not daily, but close, you know, uh, the nurses down in, down in Decatur County would say, you know, what's going on? How are things going? And, 
because they wanted to know. They really genuinely cared, and that was great. That's awesome. <clears throat> if you could recommend one book for our audience, what would that book be? Follow M. Curtis McCoy on Amazon, Kindle, Audible, or connect with him on your favorite social media platform to be the first to know about his next book release. Um, like I said earlier, I read a lot. I read a lot. And, and so the book I'm going to recommend here is not the book in the show notes, but, but I'll tell you why it's going to be different. Um, Christopher Reed, uh, after his accident, uh, he wrote a book uh, that, and, and of course, now I can't remember the title now that I say it, but essentially it's, it's his journey, his first steps of his journey on uh, after the paralysis and and walk through that whole thing. Um, but, but anything by Reeves is great because he, he wrote and spoke and did a bunch of advocacy work uh, after that accident and really, he really pushed himself. Right. And I think if it weren't for, I, I think it was pneumonia that finally took his life, but you know, if it weren't for that, I think we would have seen some more great things from him. So, uh, you know, uh, anything by Christopher Reeves is, is, is just awesome and, uh, you know, real motivational. So, uh, cause he has written a couple of books. So, so I definitely recommend him. Okay. And, uh, yeah. And you had also mentioned earlier the, the, uh, book habits and attitudes. I haven't actually right. read that one. Right. Right. <clears throat> so, uh, for, first off, uh, the book by Reeves is called nothing is impossible. Uh, that's the, that's the short title. That's the first part of the title. And, and so it talks about his struggles and the different things that happened. So habits and attitudes was an interesting project, uh, that I was, I was able to submit my experiences and qualifications and thoughts for. And Dr. Lance Kazaza, uh, he's a chiropractor out in California. Uh, he's written a couple other books. Uh, I think this one was actually his second. And, his habits and attitudes and his whole, the whole reason for that came from his own personal struggles, right? He, when he was in chiropractic school, he took a loan from his parents and he kind of got to a point where he said, Oh, I'm going to pay this back. And so he tells that story in his first book. And then habits and attitudes comes from what he does every day and how he built his practice, how he built his life. And I don't know this for fact, but I'm guessing just through people he's met, he decided, hey, you know, let's let's talk about other people's habits and attitudes and how they differ. And I'm amazed when you look at the book, I see a lot of similarities. So and it's a wide range of people, right? It's not just it's not just highly educated people, it's not just rich people, it's you know, it's people from all walks of life. That's awesome. I I've noticed yeah. that also with the podcast here, I ask the same questions to, you know, a, a lot of different folks that have been very successful in many different areas, different arenas. And I get a lot of the same, a lot of similar answers. That's pretty neat to see that successful folks, whether they started out successful or whether they started out with nothing and, and built their way to success. Everybody yeah. typically has some of the same, some of the same views on life. That's kind of a neat thing. Um, yeah, it is. So I'll put a, a link to both those books in your show notes here. And wow. what character traits do you value the most? You know, I, va I value communication. I value 
empathy. I value the ability to to problem solve. Uh, I value, I don't know if this is a common character trait or not, but I value the ability to to be genuine, be who you are, and uh, to be happy. You know, I think happiness is a huge character trait, and I think it's a character trait that a lot of people miss. And they miss it until something really big happens. Man, I'm not happy. And uh, and then they figure out they figure out a way a way to make that happiness happen. That's awesome. Yeah, uh, I know you've you've dealt with a whole lot of a whole lot of different difficult stuff. Um, how do you push through tough times? I push. <laughs> That's it. I just push. I just do it. And and even and even. You know, I mean, my whole life has, has been a push, right? It's been being told, no, you can't do this. You couldn't do this. You shouldn't do this. Uh, you know, that goes for education. It probably goes to some of my work, uh, that I've done. You know, maybe not the shouldn't so much, but the can't. Uh, you know, I remember one job specifically, the, the gal that would have been my supervisor, she wanted to hire me and her boss said, absolutely not. He's disabled. We're not doing it. And, and my boss said, well, first of all, that's illegal. And second of all, yeah, I'm going to hire him and, you know, you're going to deal with it. And, and she did. And it was great. It was a wonderful, wonderful work, working relationship. And I really respected her. Uh, and we remained friends even after I left, uh, you know, up until the time of her death, you know, we, we stayed in contact and, uh, but just pushing through and, and had I not pushed through, especially on the educational part, I don't think I would have wound up in some of the social situations that I did, uh, you know, 4-H community involvement, our local teen center. And that all, that all played into my involvement in college. It all played into my educational decisions and career decisions and then writing the book, writing, calling all volunteers, uh, it all, it all helped just create the research and, and the ideas and even the attitude during the whole thing. That's awesome. Um, you know, what inspires you? I think what probably inspires me most is that I look around and I see so much good that's being done and yet there's so much left to do. And, and I like to be able to find projects that are unique and do them. So I'm inspired by creating new things and, and taking old things and making them better. Okay. You probably receive hundreds of different opportunities that may not be exactly what you're looking, looking for. So how do you manage and prioritize opportunities? Well, you, you, first of all, first of all, I, I have to say, I mean, you're right. Uh, you know, I'm on the, the Harrow newsletter. I get the Harrow queries every day. I get podcast potentials every day. Uh, I get all sorts of different things. And, and so I look at, first of all, I look at what, what professionally makes the most sense. Okay. Uh, cause obviously getting the book out there, that's a big deal. Uh, helping people is a big deal. So, so I look at that first. And the second thing I look at is what could really be fun? What could be off the, what could be, once again, beaten path? Where, where can I go off the path that might be a little different? What might make somebody really in a positive way? What might make somebody a little uncomfortable? What can we talk about that isn't the norm? Uh, 
and, and a lot of that goes back to my past is let's talk about things that maybe people either don't want to talk about, for example, disability issues. Sometimes that can be uncomfortable. Health issues can be really uncomfortable. Um, but let's talk about them. And I, and I really, I've always felt that way, but I think that now that I've been through the cancer, I've realized that we really, as a culture, we really have some issues that need to be getting talked about. We're not doing it. So that needs to start. Okay. And I got one more question for you. What advice would you so, give to your 18 year old self? Wow. Um, I, I think I would, I would tell myself to maybe more open to some opportunity and to maybe take advice a little bit faster to maybe think outside of the box more. I already do it. I did it. I did it at 18, but do it more. And you don't push back, right? I, I mean, I, I know two really specific times in my education, at least, that I was asked to do things. And I said, no, nah, I'm not interested. I don't want to do that. And had I done it at the time I was asked, instead of saying no, uh, I probably would be more successful than I've been. Okay. Well, that's uh Man, I sure appreciate you taking the time out of your busy day to answer sure. my questions and, and share with our audience here. Um, Absolutely. What's the best way to get a hold of you? Is that through Jesse? Yeah, so jessebollinger.com um, and then Dr. J, and that's just the letter J on Facebook. Uh, that's The Facebook might actually be the best way uh, just because I'm there quite a bit and, and okay. we're really trying to get some new, new content out there. Um Definitely want to start some conversations. And I think a good way to start conversations is through the Facebook page. So Dr. J on Facebook. Okay. I'll uh, make sure I share that. That's it for this episode. Don't forget to subscribe to the Success, Motivation, and Inspiration podcast. And head over to successmotivationinspiration.com for show notes and more tools to fuel your passion.